Welcome into Game Static, episode 97. Hope you have an incredible day, whatever day you are listening or watching this podcast over our YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash Sparky Dick. Just like and subscribe to the channel, be a friend, tell a friend. Uh, I got both the boys here with me. Zach, how are you? You know, I got this thing now, but because I can't see the camera, if I switch to the wrong screen, I'll have no clue unless someone tells you. it out. I, I, I'll, I'll got you. It's right here in front of me. I'm watching it at all times. So okay, if, if, we'll if it, see. If it doesn't go, I got you. I got you. John, what about you? How are you feeling? Meh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right, he's here. Here we I'm, go. <laughs> I'm here today. It's been a weird day. I've been tired all day. You know what? I, I feel it's, that. Yeah. I feel that. I, I, haven't, I haven't been able to really get the energy going yet. Yeah. So we're going to see if it'll happen now. Yeah. Well, a good way to get some energy going is with Rogue Energy. Use our referral link down below. Use promo code Spark Theory for 10% off. Definitely appreciate that. As well as check out like our Discord. Uh, definitely join the Discord if you are a football fan because this week... It's happening. Terrible Football Show is back to weekly shows and going live on Tuesday, August was it? August fifth? Yeah, August fifth, around five p.m. ish Central Standard Time. Uh, it will be a very fun show because uh, Ricky will be in studio, so that's gonna be really cool. The newest co-host of a Terrible Football Show. I'm looking forward to him being in studio. He'll be in studio every once in a while. He he does live you know like an hour and a half, two hours away. So, he's making the trip down here to kick off for the live, so shout out to that. It's going to be a good time. Join the Discord. You can follow us over at Twitter, at GameStaticPod. I think that's it for the initial plugs. You know, make sure to check out other sponsors and partners. I'll link down in the description below. Talk about those more later on in the show. Uh, So, still no Jared. Now, with Jared, I I do kind of have, like, like, confirmed, like, hey, this is what's, like, going to happen with him. He'll be back when he'll be back. It was like it's it's really unfortunate that like his you know he kicks off you know you know gamesthetic co-host you know and then unfortunately he just had a really very sad thing that happened in his life he'll be back when he comes back so shout out to Jared T's and P's of course love you man uh, we do have episode 100 coming up very very soon just I know why you're laughing I swear I've been saying it for no, years no no okay. that's not why I was laughing I was laughing because I forgot about Jared oh, damn no no I forgot he was gonna be the co-host. That's still rough. That's so mean. Well, he was here and then he wasn't here. We've had people come on for one show. Before. I know. <laughs> Damn. Jared, don't worry. I didn't forget about you, man. Uh, but yes. To be fair, it's kind of expected for me. That's true. Of, That's... of any of the three of us, it's expected for me. That's, that is that is true. That oh, is true. Man. Uh, but yeah, episode 100 of this show is coming up in just a few weeks. Very excited for that. I feel like we're at a point now, since we're a few weeks away, we can finally say what we're going to do. Because I don't think we've said it yet on a show, have we? I don't think we have. I think we... Maybe in passing? Said the initial idea on a show. Okay, like in passing. Yeah. Well, what we're going to be doing, because, you know, of course, with episode 50, we did 50 video games you absolutely need to play. So naturally, for this episode, we're going to do 50 more video games you need to play. No, not really. Uh, What we're going to do is we are going to rank 25 video game consoles, worst to best, uh, pretty much the main publishers. You know, the ones that obviously we've gotten to experience between Nintendo, Sony, Xbox, and Sega. No Atari or anything. We didn't, we, none of us have messed with Atari. We don't really have an opinion. I mean, I've messed with an Atari, but not enough to have an opinion, you know? Uh, but yeah, we got 25 consoles picked out. Looking forward to ranking those and chatting about those here in a few weeks. You know, nice little special episode for GameStatic for episode 100. Uh, looking forward to that. And then right after that, 101, kicking off with, uh, you know, live shows. Or we should be kicking off with live shows. Everything goes according to plan, so. Live shows. Yeah, live shows, live shows. 
Well, for today's episode, we got a lot to talk about, at least in my opinion. We got a lot to talk about. Naturally, you know, it is uh, July 30th, so coming into a video game podcast, you can only expect one thing on this day. We are going to dive deep into Xenoblade Chronicles 3, just like everyone else is, because that is just the biggest game release of the year by far, no questions asked. And of course, coming here, we're going to naturally talk about it in every every single moment that we have all three of us spent playing this game. It's going to be a phenomenal conversation. Wait, it came out? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no, if you if you were say, expecting Xenoblade talk, say, you're not getting it here. Say, the, the, Did it actually come out yesterday? Yes. Oh, <laughs> that would have worked a lot better. But in, I think it was like a week or two ago when we were talking about the games coming out on this day. You you specifically said like we don't play Xenoblade. Yeah. We're not talking about Xenoblade. Hey, you could you could have first time listeners in here. You know you could have first time listeners in here. So you never know. No, we're gonna talk about the more important game release that came out yesterday that we we have not put that much time into, <laughs> but we're still gonna talk about it. That is Digimon Survive. We got uh, Digimon Survive. I don't know how I didn't realize we were doing Survive over Xenoblade. And I just completely forgot Xenoblade was a thing. It came out yesterday, yeah. How do you not know what's happening? <laughs> it got like, it's like super, super amazing reviews, man. I honestly don't know. <laughs> it's just, it hasn't got, like, it hasn't gotten the most, like, press push That's for this that, title. Well, Survive, you're talking about Survive or Xenoblade? I mean, both, Both okay, really. Survive definitely has not. I feel like Xenoblade's gotten pretty decent amount because they had their own direct for it. Uh, they had a pretty like twenty something minute direct, strictly they dedicated. Did, didn't yeah, they? Yeah. Did, did you watch it? No, because I don't care about <laughs> Xenoblade, <laughs> but I know they had it. <laughs> I didn't know it happened until the day after. <laughs> so the clickbait title for this episode is "Up and Coming." Yes. Full, yes. Full thoughts on Xenoblade Chronicles Three. <laughs> yes, Xenoblade Chronicles Three, Game of the Year. That's gonna be the clickbait title. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I will also say before we actually jump into stuff, uh, you know, we, every once in a while we like to try new things here on the show. So we're going to try something a little no, different today. Stuck yeah. in our ways. Yeah, that sometimes we are, and that least, is that at is least a good over thing and a problem. at least over in this corner. <laughs> okay. I hit a button. Did it change anything? No. Okay. No. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so one thing that we're going to do a little bit different, and we'll see if we like it in the in the final cut, you know, because while we're doing it, it'll be fine for us, you know, just because we're still carrying a conversation. But once I watch it back, we'll decide then. All right, yeah, this was a great idea, or this was absolutely terrible. We're going to start, uh, like, flashing up on the screen our source or whatever we're talking about. I have everything pulled up uh, in order of what we have on the script. And I will say... You will see a lot of Nebellion. I use Nebellion for a lot because he posts like some of the best art, you know, like just, you know, boom, 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 like main points for any major articles that come out. So I will definitely, you will see a lot of him. I, I like using him a lot. He's a great source for video game news. Uh, but with that said, I guess we can just kick things off, of course, with Digimon Survive, the most important game release on July 29th, not Xenoblade. Uh, it's been a long time coming for this game. Long time coming. This game... So, uh, we talked previously about how I like to buy all my games digitally. Yes. This game didn't was not available for pre-order digitally. Nope. Seriously? No. It, 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 you, could not order, you could not buy it until the, the day it actually came out. Wow. Which is weird. Because I was trying to figure out how it was going to do it. Because there was a pre-order bonus Gilliman. for Gilliman. That makes sense because I was looking at it on yeah. uh, Xbox and it said one month yeah. edition or something. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's Digimon Survive like first month edition instead of normally what would be like a day one or like a pre-order mm. or something. 
And I will say one thing that I thought was interesting and kind of concerning is like, you know, there was the no digital pre-order bonus, but then also they had no review copies they sent out at all. So like going, yeah. going into game release, there was not a single review of the game yet, which I thought was very sus. That That's very concerning to me. If you're going to release this game and have no review copies come out, because you put review copies out, it's like, you're confident in what you're putting out. I mean, know? they're just doing old school. It's like, yeah, they old are. games didn't need, Digimon World didn't need a review before coming out. I mean, true. Yeah. I mean, you gotta, you gotta remember the game we're dealing with also. This I game, know. This game had a, 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 a website with some pictures on it, a few <laughs> descriptors that went, that was the information we had for about two and a half years. Yeah. Until, oh. until a couple months ago when they just started being like, oh, hey, it's coming out now. End of July. <laughs> I will say in terms of what uh, with the pre-order thing as well, I pre-ordered mine from Best Buy, and they received no copies except one Nintendo Switch copy. Which was yours? Nope. I got <laughs> I got it for PlayStation 4. <laughs> they got one single copy delivered to the whole store. So did you get a digital thing then? No, nah, I just told them to cancel the pre-order. I need the game today, and I went and picked it up at GameStop. <laughs> <laughs> like I, I, I didn't want to buy it digitally because I'm still you know, stuck in my ways. You no, know, I'm starting to think we may have been excited about the less popular game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just maybe, <laughs> just maybe. No, because like I was just like, no. First off, I don't want to buy it digitally, and second off, I need this game today because I want to talk about it for the podcast. I was like, just cancel the pre-order. I'm, I'm going to GameStop. I just walked out. Speaking of the digital thing. I finally made a choice and oh, yeah. got the yeah. Xbox Series S. I was I've been looking at them. I'm probably gonna pick one up soon. Yeah, I did. Okay, so with that said, Gotham Knights on Xbox is that what we're doing? That, well, I had already said I was probably gonna get it on get okay. in, okay. get a Series S because that's one of the like one of the games I want to play on it. Okay. But I also just want a Series S to take yeah. more advantage of the of the Game Pass I pay for. Okay. See, my thing was we're in ending July. And all the crap that's coming out, and we're actually getting to the first set of games that's like, hey, these are next gen, and it's only on next gen. I was like, that, that's the other yeah. thing where I'm at, where I'm like, yeah. I'm like, it's it, impossible to find a PS5, so I'll get a Series S and just go with that for now. Pretty much, that's where I felt. Yeah, into. yeah. But uh, I, you're a little further along in in Digimon Survive than I am. Yeah, not probably not a ton further along because beginning of this this game is. Uh, visual novel yep. first, strategy second, strategy game Woo! second. Yeah, and uh, I, I, out of curiosity, I read some articles earlier, uh, just uh, kind of get a gist for what to expect in terms of story. You know, like not like what the elements, of course, but like what's like necessarily how how we're gonna go about everything. And uh, this particular article put it in a percentage. You know, I love my percentages: seventy uh, percent visual novel, thirty percent gameplay. I've seen. Woo! See, I've seen yeah. different numbers pop okay, around. Okay, I've seen seventy thirty. Yeah, and I've seen it as high as ninety ten. Oh my god! <laughs> oh, damn. My god. Uh, uh, I mean, depending on where, like look, who you look, whoever's got the furthest in on these articles yeah. is is where these numbers are coming from. At this look, point I'll, I'll say this: that first portion of the game, the first couple chapters, whatever, is definitely a ninety ten in my opinion. No, like I am, um, I'm so interested. I've, done, I've played the game for like three hours, and I've had like two minutes of battle see that's how i felt Damn. too because i played it last night and I've, i played it now we know well. why there's no screenshots of gameplay yeah well, now we know why there was no well, review copies the, the other thing is like because you you can obviously fast forward the text mm -hmm. or you can skip yeah. ahead in the text and that but in, instead of doing that i just 
I set it to auto and then I just and walked out of the room. Well, I set it to auto and then I just lay my controller down because it pauses when a decision comes up. Yep. Yes. But they, it's like they just throwed, at least in the first couple chapters, they're just like throwing decisions at you mm-hmm. every now and then because it's like letting it's, you know what it, how to do it. Yeah, it's what, basically what? just like we need to do this. Who do you agree? It's like, yep. do you want to do it carefully or do you want to do it recklessly? And yep. then you get like bonus points towards that character. Yeah, affinity it, and points. You get affinity points towards that character, and that can activate additional effects in battle. So all I'm hearing is we're sitting in a payday two lobby. We going loud? <laughs> yeah, <pretty. laughs> yeah. It's, it's like so. It's it's like you can just set it to auto, and it'll stop progressing when you get to a decision point, and then you can just set it back to auto. Yeah. And then they have uh, what they call exploration, which. Yeah. It's basically just the same 2D image that you're looking at mm-hmm. of, of the background area and with the characters kind of spread out in it. And you kind of just hit R1, <laughs> R1 or L1 to switch between them. Yep. Uh, to have little conversations or like... Have inner thoughts or whatever. Yeah, and then it's like there's the, the characters or items will have like a red exclamation point to progress the story. And it's said in there, in the tutorial... Uh, be careful which one you go, which who you talk to first, or what you interact with first, because it might change the effect of the story. Yep. But at least so far, you got to talk to everything before you can move on at all. Mm. So it's like I I haven't seen anything with it yet. But granted, I'm in like part one. And I will also say with the choices mechanic is that they have it set up where it's like each choice is going to represent um, a different thing. Where it's like you select one, it adds to like harmony points towards your like your character. And then there's like a you know morale you know morale points and there's like raffleness points for example, and all those points will impact the story, and it will also impact like evolution lines and various other things. Like yeah. Agamon, of course, you know the main he has three different evolution lines that you can you know there's the, like you, the first time he evolves is like default. This is who you're Might getting before. Okay, it might be four. I know if you look at the evolution yeah, thing, the it, champion only goes to three. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, well, I was going to say, like, the line yeah. where it's like Agumon and then kind of goes out yeah, from yeah. there, there's four different rows that you can go from. Yeah. So, Greymon, Skull Greymon. No, I don't think it's going to be Skull Greymon. Skull Greymon, if you. I, I looked in the glossary, Skull Greymon is. Okay, like so his, his. Well, that'd be the ultimate then. It's yeah. it going to be like. I know it's uh, Tyranimon because that's the one he evolves into first, naturally. That's the oh, default. Okay. Uh, so it's Greymon, Tranamon, and then whoever else is the other champion, and then whoever the three ultimates are, which would probably be Skull Greymon, Metal Greymon, and whoever. Gigamon. Uh, and then the the Megas, or ultimates, however, or however it's going to be called. You know, depending on if it's Japanese or English, depending on how it's called. But... Uh, but I will say, you know, again, with those choices, it will it will impact the story because um, I've seen two different things, which I thought was kind of interesting. Uh, the first one actually came from um, the official Digimon Games Twitter. Can you switch the source for me real fast? Uh, where they said that of, they, they asked people to avoid posting anything uh, that came from after Chapter 5 and onward. Uh, which I thought it was kind of interesting. They specifically named that one because That's I already, a, I already yeah. know, I already know this. I know that at some point the game will split into multiple routes depending on 
your choices and depending on those points that I'm talking about. Oh, okay. But I thought it was chapter eight. That's what I read was chapter eight. So maybe it's chapter five. So I it thought it was splitting at five and maybe goes more yeah, dramatic. Yes. Yeah. Depending on your choice, which is fascinating to me. I love that. That's awesome. You know, I, I love that. You know, the gameplay itself just being attacked this game. Awesome. Love that. Yeah. I don't mind the visual novel thing either, but my problem with the game right now, and I'm sure John can agree is like just this first bit. Cause he's like, you're on part one. I'm in part two or three at this point. And even now at this point it just horribly holds your hands yeah. non-stop like, and it's to the point where it was almost killing the game for me where it's like bro just let me play thank you yeah. just like i wish they would knock out every bit of how to play in literally the prologue but they well, don't well that's the thing is like you get to do your initial because you have to do like an initial battle in the prologue yeah, where yeah. it kind of explains how to attack like how to move how to attack how to end your turn how to guard and all that yep and then when you get to the prologue the first battle you do, again, tells you how to move, how to attack, how to guard. And it's like, it does that, and it t- it like specifies which square you have to go to on the battlefield, which attacks you have to use. And it does, it does almost the same thing in the third battle. Is there not an option in the settings to turn off tutorials? I didn't see it, but I at least saw battle speed up and tech speed up, so I was like, thank Christ. Yeah, I've, I think I've got the text going as fast as possible. Because yeah. I just set it, like I said, I set it to auto, and then I just kind of sit back and yeah. read as And I goes. will I will say, at this point now, I, I I barely, like, at least for those first couple parts, I barely read the dialogue. Because it's just like, I get the gist. I, I get it. We're in the forest. You're scared. You don't know where your friends are. There's weird monsters. Let's go figure shit out. Cool. Skip, skip, Because I'm, I'm tired of the handle. I want to get to the game. You know what I mean? So I've been skipping a lot of dialogue, personally. And when you, you find out that is the game? I mean, I under like I'm fine with a visual novel. My problem is stop holding my fucking hand. Let me play. <laughs> That's why I'm trying to get past all this first part. The only problem I've had with the visual novel stuff right now is the degree of repeating the same statement by every character. Like when right before you make a decision, right before it transitions to the next scene, it cuts through like every character saying almost identically the same thing like twice. So it'll yeah. rotate between them and say each person says their variation of it, and then it cuts back, and your character will say something, or another character will say something, and then they'll go through it again, and then you get to progress. Yep. I'll be honest. It sounds like something I would like. I don't think it's something sixty dollars worth. I'm gonna like. See, that that's the thing. Is like I'm, I'm looking forward to because I haven't had the most time to sit down and play it this weekend so far. Mm. I'm gonna try to put some time into it tomorrow. Uh, and probably this evening again, because what's there? I mean, I'm enjoying I'm enjoying the visual novel aspect of it so mm-hmm. far. Yeah, minus the the repeatedness of it of statements from characters. Right. But actually going through it, because uh, that aspect of it, I'd say ninety percent of the visual novel aspect of it so far is voice acted, well voice acted. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, yeah. It's like there's very few sections <clears throat> where. where uh, it'll start cutting across, and then it's just the text popping up that you you yeah. have to. Yep. Uh, but yeah, it's like there's always the character actually saying it, so it it makes it a little nicer having that. Uh, but I don't. So far, it's just it's a slow burn because it's a lot of, like Alex said, it's a lot of. Yeah, you're in the forest. You're looking for your friends. Go find them. Why are we stopping to take pictures? <laughs> yeah basically accurate accurate yeah it's like why do we why are we having a five minute conversation about taking pictures yeah oh no it's a scary forest let's go find Ooh, a pokemon 
<laughs> Snap. Yeah. You're not wrong. Yes! <laughs> You're not. That's 100% accurate. <laughs> it's a gameplay mechanic. It is a gameplay mechanic. You pull out your phone and scan the area. Oh, man. <laughs> you Digimon, take a picture. Digimon Snap in disguise. <laughs> we never knew. That's Wait. why it took so long. They had to add in the picture-taking mechanic. <laughs> well, for, it's like I looked up a, a quick, like, kind of estimated time. Like, and it seemed like a run could take, like... yeah. 90 hours? Yeah. Damn! Yeah, okay, so I saw for single run, depending on how quick you are, it could take like 40 to 50, but like since it splits into those multiple routes, I've seen like 90 to 100 hours for this game. Which is cool. I assume there's some decent gameplay in there somewhere because that's about the time it takes me to do a run of Persona 5, doing a slow run. Also, by the way, speaking of that, I want you to know that I finally committed. I'm going to play some uh, Persona 5 Royal. I actually almost bought it the other day. Uh, I had it in my car. I was literally about to p- uh, pick it up because it was it was you know for like twenty five bucks. Whatever. I got three copies of the house. Say, I have well, my copy that I'm not using. Well, then I I wanted to wait for the PS five version coming out here soon, so I was gonna play it then. But anyway, but yeah, I assume that the later because from the little bit of battling that you get to do, they throw a lot of mechanics at you that really serve no purpose in the early battles because it's like one enemy right here just walk forward and take him out real quick. Yep. That's the only objective that there is. But then it. it goes to explain to you all the status ailments? Well, it it doesn't show it doesn't explain all that to you, but it's like it goes through the time to be like, well, if you if you're standing adjacent to your enemies next to if if you're standing adjacent to an ally when you attack an enemy, you might get a boost from them depending on the affinity levels and all this. And it's like I don't need to know that right now because <laughs> it's not relevant right now. Yep. I was like our affinity is 0. Well, to be fair, at that point in time, I already had an affinity of four with one of the char- oh, with the character mm-hmm. that was on there. Because you can rack it up pretty quick in the early portions yeah. of it. Oh, okay. Like, I picked one character over the other one for for the majority of the choices. So it's like I had one at four and one at two. But they're the only two characters I really had an option to make a decision about. Mm-hmm. So it's like, even though it's there and it could do something... It's still not necessary to tell me about it then because I don't need it. It's just activating it for the sake of activating it to teach you how it works. It'd just be like, hey, this is here. Yeah. Basically. Could be one of those things where it's like it just happens and then a t- little window pops up and goes, hey, this is what just happened. Yep. And instead, it's got to walk me through it and decide my movement for two turns. I will say, like, once you get past the point where you're no longer on rails and you're, you know, you have a, you know, you're, you're basically a little child having your hand held. Like, I really do believe that we're going to have a great game under under that. I mean, I really do. Like, just based from just, like, the, the general concept is good. I don't, the visual novel stuff I think is fun. The gameplay is fun. And just, like, I, I like a lot of aspects they have built in. It's like, you know, with, like, the evolving whatever, kind of a choosing when you want to evolve and bow. And obviously the first few evolutions, they, they just happen per story. Mm-hmm. You know, introducing their evolution for whatever. Uh, I I think we I think we have a really good game here. You just got to get past this beginning portion, but that's also a downside to the game. Is like I feel like you're gonna really need to be a Digimon fan to really be willing to commit to get through that first portion of the game. Because like you know, an average like tactics fan, it's like hey, yeah, I kind of like I kind of like Digimon. We'll try this out. They'll get through like the first like hour, hour and a half. It's like oh my god, how much longer are they gonna hold my hand? I'm done, and you know, quit. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
Uh, and that that's the kind of a downside to the game. And also why I, I do think that, you know, while there was no review copies sent out is because like, again, this first like hour, two hour, three hours, it's just like, oh my God, yeah. it's just beating you nonstop. Half the reviewers wouldn't have made it through the prologue. Exactly. <laughs> like, it's just, it's so long and tedious. Like, but I feel like once you get like, I've got to the point now where it's kind of, it's still opening up to me where I am now because like it's opened up to me more where it's not holding my hand in battle. It's just letting me battle. Great. But it's still like holding my hand in other capacities where it's like the map is expanding. It's just like, okay, you know, you're, here's the school. Okay. Now you can go over here where the shrine is. And it's like, it, you know, obviously forces you to go over there and force you to go here, force you to go here first, go here, force you to talk to this person still holding my hand. But like, I feel like once you get past all this general introduction of the game in the world and you're just playing, I feel like it, I feel like it's going to be fine, but you just have to get past that stuff, which is kind of a downside of the game. I mean, the game is fun so far, but well, ish, ish, <laughs> Follow back up in a week, and we'll see how we'll see how much fun it actually is. That by that time they'll have both picked up Xenoblade Chronicles three. No, that's right. <laughs> yep, we're gonna be picking up some Xenoblade, Bubba. We're gonna have a great time with that one. I have both Xenoblade and Xenoblade two. I think I have more time in Digimon Survive than I do combined in those games. <laughs> I'm surprised you ever picked them up. I thought I would give them a shot. Yeah, I remember when you picked up X. Is that the one you're talking about for two? Yeah. On sure. the Wii U? No. No. Oh, you actually bought two on the Switch? Yes. I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah. I commit. Yeah, he does, clearly. And not to playing the game, though. No. <laughs> <laughs> he commits to buying the game. <laughs> I'll buy a game all day long. That doesn't mean I'm going to play it. That's fair. That's, that's uh, me in a yeah. lot of cases. Thank you for teaching us Steam. Yeah. yeah that's, dude, it's gotten so much worse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I will say, I do agree with you that. For for this game, you either need to be I would say you either need to be like a pretty big Digimon fan or probably more of a visual novel fan yeah. that doesn't mind like the tactic side of it. Yep. Because I could see where the tactic side could is going to get more involved and a lot more interesting the later on it gets. Yeah. But the early portions of it, it's kinda just seems like here's a couple enemies, just go in there, do your thing, and we'll move on with the story. So what I'm hearing from someone who hasn't even touched this, if I was going to tell someone to play this game, I would tell them to first go play Cyber Sleuth, then maybe try Digimon Survive. Basically. <laughs> I, yeah. Yeah, I would, it's like, just for a basic, like, I mean, Cyber Sleuth is just a, a good, fun RPG. Those games are so good. It's like, it's just a good, fun, fun game to play. This one is going to be much of a, much more, I feel like, of a slow burn story game. Yep. You know what's weird? Because all the Digimon games are like really weird. Just yeah. to do a small tangent, because like Digimon World, <laughs> Digimon World, the first one was just a Tamadachi knockoff, which you could just battle your Tamadachi pets, which then became a sim pet raising battle game, which led into Digimon World two and three, which was a three Digimon RPG. Yep. Then we got Digimon Battle Rumble. And Rumble Arena 2, which I have over there for GameCube. Yeah. And then uh, Digimon World 4. Which uh, was an action RPG. Yep. Which you were playing Digimon carrying around guns and swords. Yep. So all the Digimon games are really weird. Yeah. And good luck trying to find any of them because they're all super expensive. They are yeah. very expensive. I want Digimon World 4, but it's very expensive. I was going to say, because in, cause like in recent years, we got Cyber Sleuth, Cyber Sleuth, uh, Hacker's Memory. Yes. And then Digimon World Next Order. Yeah, you played yeah. a lot of that, didn't you? Well, I played 
played it. Which that one was also sort <laughs> of like a, a raising sim, wasn't it? It was a weird one because it was like you it was like a zone based RPG, like kind of open area RPG kind of. Yeah. But it like the majority of the time was spent in the training room. Like actually training them up, raising their stats. Uh because it's like they could only basically you would just train them until they di- died and were re- reborn. So it's like they just lived in the training sim for me until they got strong until they got strong enough I would just cycle through because their stats would slowly get higher the the like the more cycles you went through. So it's like they were they they were just hard workers for me. They never got to leave, they never got to sleep, they never got to eat. See, that just seems sounds like a Digimon version of Monster Rancher. Yeah, but then eventually when they did get strong enough, then I went out in the world and beat the shit out of everything. That's, <laughs> that's what, that's that what you a, did in Monster Rancher. That you just a, raised your monster till they got super stats and you went and just destroyed everyone in the tournament. That was a weird game though because it was also like a it was like a whenever you got into a battle it's like everything just kind of happened and then as So was at, it auto chess? Kind of. It was like the, it was like an auto battler that then when they hit them enough times, they would gain enough action points that then you could use abilities. It was a weird one. See, all the Digimon games are weird. It was a weird. Yeah, yeah. I the the only ones that I've played that are similar are the two Cyber Sleuth games. Yep. You know, shout out to the Digimon games for at least trying different things, but <laughs> they're always weird and different. They, well, that's the thing. We go from these great RPGs and that yeah. to this. Visual Slow burn, novel, visual tactics. novel, tactic game. Yes, which because I loved the cyber games. Cyber games were phenomenal. Yeah, which kind of like Alex said, we'll come, we'll we'll meet back in a week on this. Yes. See how far, <laughs> see how far we've gotten into it. And uh, look, listen, it, it kind of go from there. Listen, it, if I could beat my head against the wall with three hopes, I'm gonna beat my head against the wall with Digimon Survive. We'll follow back up in a week and we'll see how far I get. Because yeah. because this one we knew going into this one, this one was just for us. Yes, <laughs> we were very aware of yeah, that. Yeah, because he asked me the, the other day when we were recording anime, he's like, "So you play Digimon Survive?" I was like, "That's you too." <laughs> <laughs> yes, I knew going into this one that this one was just us. Yeah. So we'll see how it goes in a week. Oh, there know. was also a, another great highlight with this game. Hmm. It actually came out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Shout out. The game came out, boys. Let's go. It's been a long time I coming. You, it's like you kept telling me all this stuff. I was until it came out and I was able to download it. I, once I bought it and was able to. It, that was the other thing with the pre order digital pre-order not being available so he I was, was skeptical <laughs> until the very last minute because i'm sitting there and i went to pre-order it and it, it, i searched the shop and it didn't show up see this is why i said that this is the bigger video game release than xenoblade because, because you messaged me and said like you had pre-ordered it to get the, the bonus yes. or something and i went oh i should probably go do that <laughs> search the store I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> Do a little Google. No, digital pre-order. What kind of bullshit is this? God, that's this game's not actually happening, is it? Oh, <laughs> it's not man. coming out. That's why that Best Buy near us uh, only got one copy for the entire store, and it was for the Switch. But yeah, no, that was just the additional little... The, it, I was getting a kick out of that the entire yep. time. Because I, I woke up yesterday morning, and before I went to work, I was like, okay, let's see if it actually came out. <laughs> <laughs> yes! <laughs> Literally to the last fucking second. I mean, it's I, also I blame you. for how long this game yes. is, like upward, like to the extent of playing through like th- different branches of it being like 90 to 100 hours. Yeah. This is a seven gig download. 
Seriously? Yeah, it's not even seven gig. It's like six point nine gig. I've seen games that are full visual novels that are more than that. Yeah, bro, it downloaded so fast on my PlayStation yesterday. Like I set it, I set it to download, and I saw it pop up. I was like, "What the hell?" Yeah, I set the thing to download, and it went from, and it was, it was going. It was like, "All right, you know, copying." It's like one percent, two percent, three percent, six percent, eight, you know, twelve percent. I'm like, "God damn, calm down." Dang, they really (laughs) did go old school on this. Shoot, a seven gig game that's over a hundred hours worth of content. Damn, I've played two hour trial games on Steam that are. (laughs) <laughs> Three times as big. I mean, I guess props to the Digimon Survive team. Yeah, props to them because the game came out. Yeah. <laughs> so this it it'll be fun. It'll be fun in a week to see how far yeah. we've actually gotten. Yeah, you've reached gig three. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll see how it goes. Like I said, if I if I could beat my skull against the wall of three hopes, this game ain't gonna beat me. So yeah. we'll see where we are in a week because I, I I do feel like I'm right there at the cusp of where. I'm no longer going to be shackled with all of the hand-holding, so I, I'm right there. So, yeah, we'll follow up in a week. We'll see how it goes. All right, uh, we should probably jump over from there. Uh, next thing we have up is involving GTA 6. Finally got some news. Yeah, got some visuals. Yeah, about damn time. So, I mean, and, you know, naturally, since it is GTA 6 and it's now about to be 10 years since GTA 5 came out, naturally, the GTA 6, uh, just the news came out, which I think was via Bloomberg, and borderline broke Twitter almost. Yeah. I can only imagine what's going to happen when the first trailer drops. Twitter will literally go down. I it can w- only say this for sure. Just like Zimmy Blake Chronicles, we won't be reviewing it. <laughs> no, I'll probably get GTA 6. He'll probably pick it up. Yeah, I probably will. He probably... And it's going to sit on the shelf with Alan Wake over there. That's off. That's not entirely <laughs> untrue. <laughs> Fuck off. Both of you. Hey, I said you'd pick it up. I would, yeah. No, I mean I'll pick it up. I mean that that's that's a uh, that's How'd a you... big release that I somewhat kind of like. Kind of, I've really fallen out of GTA. I but... was gonna say, how'd your GTA trilogy pick up? Go, yeah. didn't play it. <laughs> See, I did play that one for nostalgia. Yeah, you did. I picked it up for the single reason I said I would to support it in hopes of the Red Dead Redemption One remaster and the gta 4 remaster which have I both even, been shafted yep Dude, both been, i even said it on the show and oh, you I, you even gave me props for it so, all I right said, i can i can respect I, that I, I, no i'm just <laughs> i'm still just pointed out i mean you're you're known to buy gta games and not play them correct i bought gta 5 and i'm not shitting you it remained sealed on my shelf for a year and a half before i found and the only reason it became like where i finally opened it up was <laughs> It was whenever I tore my Achilles and I was in, you know, bedridden off work, whatever. And I just finished a run of Mass Effect trilogy, and I'm like, I don't know what to play now. Uh, yeah, I got GTA Five. I never opened. I guess I'll, I guess I'll finally play this a year and a half later. You know, I bought GTA Five at some point. I don't know if I still have a copy or not. I don't know what happened. I don't I got really a care. PC copy. Nah, I will. I played a lot of GTA Four. GTA Four, I played an unbelievable amount of. I love GTA Four. That was a great game. Had a lot of fun on the online with Jared. Me and him had a lot of good times. Anyway, GTA 6, though. Yeah, GTA 6. Uh, yes. Switch the source for me. Thank you. Uh, yeah, so we had a lot of stuff come out. Uh, so th- first off, shout out to Rockstar. Uh, actually making some changes in their workplace, which is always great to see across any form of industry. You know, where, you know, we've got, you know, more producers to help with overtime, you know, to help avoid overtime crunch, some schedule changes, conversion of contractors to full-time employees, stuff like that. You know, they have now removed known and discovered abusive employees. Shout out to that. 
new mental health and leave benefits, and staff is more flexible at their times. So shout out to Rockstar, making changes. I like to see that. I like to see that in any form of the industry. Uh, but yes, GTA 6, though, we did get some news out of it. Uh, the first bit of news here is that it is featuring the first female protagonist. In I saw sister. that. That was interesting. Yeah, who is uh, Latina, and she is one of two main characters, and is inspired off Bonnie and Clyde. So shout out to that. Uh, the main location is going to be a fictional version of Miami and surrounding area, which we've heard rumors of for a while. It's going back to Vice City, essentially. Yeah, I was about to say, because that's what Vice City was, was just a fictional Miami. Now, here's the one thing that caught a lot of people's attention, where this could either be super awesome or... Fuck, it's live service. Uh, the game will evolve over time, adding more cities. Now, it's, that's very interesting because it's like... That would have to be live service. Uh, well, it's either live service or it's like while you're playing the story, like maybe a section of the game is like under construction and then as the story progresses, that you know it gets built. That's where it's going to be like, what well, is it? Well, that's the story reason for the live service. Yes. Yeah. But yeah, I could I could really only imagine that being live service because otherwise... I mean, hell, otherwise this game's not coming out for, like, 12 more years. I mean, I guess they could do it, because thinking about, like, back to Grand Theft Auto 3, there was, like, the several islands, and you couldn't really traverse the other islands until after you got to a point in the story. Yeah. Yeah, I just think with the, like, kind of the scale they're they're probably going with, and... Which we already know is very large. Yeah, the scale they're going with for that, the amount of resources it would take to make, a, like, a bunch of additional cities or several additional cities to go through as the story progressed. That would probably take an immense amount of resources for them. And it, it might be the thing where it, even if it's not like live service or something, or if it's just like free DLC or free add on story content afterwards, where like, like Alex said in the, in the game, like you may see like a city being built or like, something like that where you're seeing something being worked on and then like a patch comes through and that becomes unlocked i mean that's how i would see it because i mean we're talking about whether it's live service it's going to be live service it's rockstar yeah true i was about to say that's not even a debate it's going to be live service because they're going to want to keep gta online going so rockstar and live service i mean gta live service that makes sense not all of their live services i mean they kept red dead live service for a while they only killed it recently and it's still up anyway, so it's just dead for getting any new content. Yeah, but, the, well, I mean, that that's that was kind of inevitable with how much they had put into their GTA 5 one. Yeah. You ain't pulling people away from that. Yeah. Unless you just expand upon it. But yeah, so we that, think this the single-player experience is going to be full live service, or is I, there even well, going to be a single-player experience? I would, ass- I mean, I would they, assume they, there's going to be a single-player. Yeah, everybody's going to want to be able to just have the offline GTA experience as well. Right. It's like the online is great that it's there and people yeah. love doing that. But a lot of people still are going to buy the, this game for the offline GTA experience. Yeah, because Rockstar hasn't gone full Ubisoft and just thrown a single player out there just to have single player. They still put some time and whatnot to the stories because we can see that with both Red Dead Redemption 2 and GTA 5. Fair, fair. Because there's still tons of people who still look through GTA 5 for any of the secrets that still have somehow not been found. Fair, fair. But yeah, I don't, I don't know if I would call the single player experience live service. I could see additional updates for how they did for like GTA Four and that for like additional, additional like single player DLC yeah. missions and that. And I could see that them doing something along that line 
and then unlocking an like additional city or additional islands or something that you could go to and explore. Yeah, which would be nice, you know, because um, you know they they released. Uh, I think they've released some single player um, content for GTA Five, but not much. But because most of the content they always release is GTA Online, yes. and then of course with Red Dead, they Red Dead um, Redemption Two didn't get any um, single player expansions. Like you know, the first yeah. one got Undead Nightmare. So you know, it's kind of good that if, you know that if we could potentially still get you know that single player uh, expansions for GTA Six. Uh, I just know when it came to that uh, evolving thing, it just brought a lot of eyes to it. It's like, is this game going to be completely live service? Brought some concern to it, which you know I, I could see the concern, but at the same time, it's like it could make for a really enjoyable experience for the game in a sense. Because like I know one thing that's already confirmed now is that like you know the game is like I said is already larger now than any other previous GTA game. But like with that, it has like even more like interior locations and stuff for you to go into. So you know it's gonna really open the open up the game. You know of just like being able to go into just whatever random building and do whatever random thing. You know what I mean? Um, so I mean it sounds cool uh, as of now, but I did also see something else that was kind of interesting. I got a lot of people talking, and I see both sides to it. Where essentially people are saying it's like, oh, the game is getting woke uh, because it's going to like dial back on some of the themes that GTA has always known to have, um, you know, just to be more respectful in various ways, which I, I can totally get that. And I'm not going to say that's a bad thing that they're doing that, but I also see other people's point of it's GTA. This is like this is what GTA has always been. But I do I do respect the the mindset of trying to be more respectful in various ways. Whenever it's just referring to like race or whatever the case, whatever the case is, because GTA Five was like very over the top with it, so that is something else that got. So is San to... Andreas. Oh my I god, mean, yeah. I mean, kind of every iteration of the game, they, it's like they go hard in some aspects. Yes. They always some do. Aspects. Yes. It's like, and each each one is just like it's like they're just picking a new kind of a new direction. They're like, okay, well, we did that in the previous game. We're going here now. So, I I mean. Yeah, I guess I can see toning it back a little bit. Yep. I guess but, my... Oh, sorry, John. I was just going to say, at the, at the end of the day, I'm also of the mindset of, like, GTA's GTA. It, you go into it knowing what you're getting. I mean, my only thing with it is, like, they say they're toning back. We don't necessarily know what that means. That's, as yeah. far as we know, toning back means, okay, there'll be one less, two maybe less controversial things in the dialogue, for yeah, all we know. It's like... it. We won't have it come up every every conversation. Every other word, you know. It's like it won't be every conversation. Maybe maybe you talk to somebody and it's not some like we don't say something controversial. Maybe maybe you have a, a, a couple characters that they they still really go hard in it, but everybody else kind of doesn't. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, toning it back could mean tons of things. So I mean, I guess I could see why people are worried because we don't know what that is, but at the same time. I don't feel like Rockstar is going to deviate too hard away from what we know as GTA, yeah. but they're just going to do something new with it. Yeah, I, I assume that they're them saying they'll to, tone it back a little bit is them going, we understand what you, well, kind of what y'all want, but we know what we make. Yeah, and we know what people expect from us. Yeah, I can agree to that. That's true. Like I said, though, whenever um, the actual trailer drops, whenever that's going to be, that will shut Twitter down. Because I mean, this oh, already this already was unbelievable on Twitter. I mean, the, basically, think of uh, for people like you know you can you think for someone who doesn't use Twitter, give me a give me a comparison. 
Well, I was going to give another Twitter comparison. <laughs> My Twitter comparison was going to be, think about like when uh, Minecraft Steve was announced for Smash, Twitter literally went down. Like it was, you could not load onto the website. So I guess just think of like if Facebook randomly goes down, because that happens every once in a while. Like the site literally, you cannot load onto it at all. That's what's going to happen when GTA 6 trailer comes out. So yes. Yeah, I went from one social media platform to the other for his example for me. Yeah. I don't use social media. <laughs> I went to the one that you have. Yeah, but I don't use it still. <laughs> I go there for funny pictures. Oh, well, that's fair. That's fair. But anyway, uh, let's hop over to the next thing, uh, which came out of nowhere, complete left field, didn't expect this, have heard no rumors of this at all, and I guess this is like the start of the whole process, of course, of the, of the lead-up talk for this is uh, apparently we got a Black Panther game in the works. And it was announced in the most... <laughs> Jeff Grubb appeared somewhere where we didn't expect him and said some crap that people made people go, what? Yeah. And made other people go, he's joking, right? And then it happened and people went, he's, he's not, not joking. joking. Exactly. I'm going to show you the source here. All right, so out of the heat, Jeff Grubb quote tweeted the Wakanda Forever trailer. Okay, and exactly what he said is, Wakanda Forever trailer looks great. Let's talk about the Black Panther game live tomorrow, game this morning. And that was it. And everyone, like, including myself, was retweeting this, and I'm just like, excuse me? Like, and I was reading all the comments. Everyone's like, wait, what? It's like, wait, what did you say? People were like, there's no way you just dropped that in the most casual way. <laughs> like, that was the, the whole thing. And then game mess morning comes the next day, and sure enough, he's not joking. This is a thing. It's happening. Um, so this game is uh, being done by EA. Uh, which, if they do the same sort of mindset that they did with like the Star Wars Fallen Jedi, you know, this has a lot of potential in that regard. Mm -hmm. uh, it is uh, thought to be in works at a brand new studio led by X Monolith Productions VP, who oversaw both the Middle Earth games. So that's cool. That's promising because those games are awesome. I love those games. Um, it is an open world single player game where the player becomes the new Black Panther. It's unsure if it's creative player, if it's T'Challa, or if like maybe T'Challa is the one that, that dies because it's already confirmed that the Black Panther dies very early in the story, like you know, literally at the very beginning and you just become the new one. Or if it's like another character from the comics, that's completely unknown. It's still just early in development. So this number one this is super dope to hear because Black Panther is, a, is an awesome character that has continued to rise in popularity thanks to the MCU. So now that it's getting a game, plus like we already know of other Marvel projects that are in the works, um, one made by Amy, forgot her name, you know, who led like the Uncharted. She has her own studio. She's doing a Marvel game. We have Wolverine. We have Spider-Man. So now we have Black Panther game on the way. But an open world Black Panther game, I feel like it, I feel like that could actually be super sick, you know, with how Wakanda is and if they take Wakanda to the same scale that it's in the comics and what you know how well they did justice for it in the MCU. I mean, just that just exploring Wakanda alone, let alone going anywhere else, this could be an incredible project. I mean, it could definitely project. be interesting because I mean, just a little bit of taste of that Wakanda aspect we got in Marvel's Avengers helped save that game a bit. That's true. That's true. So, I mean, so getting a full game that's supposed to be open world to uh, more than likely have Wakanda as a hub, we can only hope, because yeah. if it doesn't have Wakanda as a hub, it's going to be weird. That is going to be very weird. Um, Then just to explore probably what a lot of people who've just become fans of Black Panther, his whole, the whole Black Panther story world and uh, Rogue Gallery and all that fun stuff. Mm -hmm. And I would also kind of wonder if this game is going to just 
take place in its own little universe essentially where it's like maybe it might reference like other marvel characters but they're completely separate than the rest kind of like how marvel avengers has their own spider-man but it's a completely different spider-man obviously mm-hmm. you know same thing with like marvel midnight suns like i'm, I'm curious like how, you know is it just going to coexist in its own little universe or if it's going to coexist yeah. in, in another universe i would assume that it's it's just going to be its own little bubble yeah i assume that all of the marvel games we're getting are for the most part just kind of contained experiences until someone wants to take a giant project on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's true. I think it's one of those where it's like they're kind of just putting them in there and like kind of keeping references in that as little as possible or just throwing some in there and then seeing what reception is like, what people like, what people don't like. And then maybe eventually you'll have someone will come along and have a game where you kind of throw them all together again. Yeah. Or even just like a expansion or something that gives you access to another character, or they just show up as like a companion or something. Yeah, true. Yeah, and it probably would just be a bubble, like you're saying. Because um, the only the only possible game that could exist, you know, within another existing bubble is maybe the Wolverine game exists somehow within the same universe as Spider Man. I don't remember if they confirmed that it was or not. For some reason, it's in my brain. That Insomniac did confirm that, but I could be wrong. Other than that, every other game is like you know, like what you're saying, just in its own bubble, and it'll probably be the same thing here. But as long as like you know, because I know uh, again, a lot of people immediately see EA and get concerned. You know, EA is in that position where it's like people see that name and they immediately get concerned because it's of what. I'm not gonna lie, I, I immediately got concerned. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Uh, as long as EA just like funds it, publishes it, and just lets this this new studio led by this former VP. You know, let him let his studio just do the work. Then, yeah, man, there's potential. That's kind of where I was because I saw EA and I immediately had kind of that. I don't know about that, and I went, well, just don't let EA touch it. Yeah, just like just let EA kind of oversee EA. It's under EA, but they let their developer do everything. I mean, they they that's what they did with Jedi Fallen Order. Worked out. It's like as long as as long as they do that, it's something good's gonna come out. Yeah. And hopefully they'll do that. Hopefully they've they've learned their lesson because like I said, Jedi Fallen Order worked out. So just do the same thing. It's not yeah. hard. Just let the studio do their work. Don't meddle. <laughs> just fuck off. But uh, but anyway, pretty exciting though uh, for a Black Panther game. That's actually uh, that is gonna be really dope. I'm really excited for the possibilities for that. Uh, all right. So next thing that we got here, uh, we like reacting to things. It's kind of the entire show. It is, and we we have also reacted to some lists before. I think it was like uh, that, that that best video game all time bracket. Reacted to that. Uh, IGN's like top one hundred video games, whatever. We reacted to that. We got another list here that I wanted to react to. Uh, Gamespot put out a list of their top ten best Dragon Ball Z video games of all time and ranked. And also, spe- speaking of Dragon, shout out to Red Dragon, our partner. Use their furling down below. Use promo code GAMESTAT to get 10% off your order. Whether if you need a new keyboard, mouse, headphones, anything of the sort, Red Dragon's the place to go. Highly recommend. Uh, but with this list, though, with this list, though, it's a very interesting list, to say the least. I was definitely curious of John's thoughts on this list. Um, Zach, can we go over to the source, please? Please, please. You're a great guy. All right, so right here, GameSpot. Ranking the best Dragon Ball Z video games of all time. Coming in at number one, Fighters. All right. Number two, Budokai 3. Okay. Number three, Xenoverse 2. Okay. 
Uh, number four, Budokai Tenkaichi 3. The only reason this game is on anyone's list ever is because the of the amount of characters that are in it. And the, it's like the thing is, this is not the best of the Tenkaichi nope. games. This just has the biggest cast, and it's the only reason why it's ever on anyone's list. True. It's just because the, the cast the is game unbelievably itself, massive. The game itself is just okay. Yes. When you set it alongside the other Dragon Ball games. Tenkaichi 2 is a far better game yep. with like a hundred less characters. Yes. Tenkaichi 2 is is my second favorite Dragon Ball game ever. Yeah, so I love Tenkaichi It's 2. like I saw Tenkaichi 3, I'm like, it, it's just the it's just the roster. It's the yep. only reason anyone ever rates this game high. Yep. Otherwise, Tenkaichi 2 is better in every way. Yep. Uh coming at number five, we have the Legacy of Goku series. I thought it was interesting they specifically put the whole series, and I guess it is because it's handheld games. Uh, but then number six, Raging Blast. Number seven, Kakarot. Eight, Supersonic Warriors. Nine, Burst Limit. And ten, Attack of the Saiyans. I'm glad Attack of the Saiyans. Attack of the Saiyans is done a little dirty here. I think this should be a top five. <laughs> Attack of the Saiyans, I'm just glad it made it to the list. It's like, like <laughs> I'm glad it made it the list, but I mean, yeah, I would I would move that I would move Attack of the Saiyans up further up. It, granted, it's a much different game. Yeah, it so is. It's a different game. It's a grindy game. Yeah, it is. But I'm it's a lot honest. of fun. I got no say in this because out of that those ten games, I've played one. I know this was a me and John thing, just like survive. I'm sorry, big me and John show today. I guess I'm sorry. I mean, as far as the list, like some of the games on here, I haven't played. Like uh, Burst Limit, I didn't really play that one. I think like the Raging Blast. I didn't like Burst Limit. Like the Raging Blast games, I didn't get into those ones as much. My brother got into those a lot more. Mm-hmm. He enjoyed those more than I did. Uh, Supersonic Warriors. I don't never played it. I w- my biggest thing about this list that bothers me is number one is fighters being number one. But the thing is I though, get it. I get it's big competitive. It's it, it's a beautifully it's, made it's game. It's the game that broke through. Yeah, I know. Like it's the most recent game to break through and take kind of it into the uh into like popular culture again. Yeah, I know. It's the one that did that. Otherwise, I mean Honestly, like Xenoverse Two is like the best game on this list. In my opinion, yes. In my hard opinion, Xenoverse Two is is the best Dragon Ball game. I, I, that and then I would say Budokai Tenkaichi Two is the second best. And the fact that it's not on this list is a fucking disgrace. And I understand like what you were like what you were saying. Budokai Tenkaichi Three is only on there because of the damn roster and people mod the shit out of it. Yeah, it's That's like it. it's like it has the largest roster. I've accepted that it's going to beat out yep. Tenkaichi Two every single time, just for that reason. But yeah, it's like Xenoverse Two. Currently, I would say is the best Dragon Ball game, yeah. kind of like you. Uh, and I mean, really, n- not even really close. Yeah, I don't think it's close at it's all. Like, I don't think it's really close. It's it's got the most story missions to do. It's got a shitload of characters to unlock. Yep. And it's like the it's like the unlock conditions and everything for actually getting those characters. It's actually fun and and like challenging when you're just kind of starting getting into the game yeah but yeah no that's like some of some of the things on this list like the later half of the list is kind of like okay yeah great attack of science like like you said glad to see it's on the list i think it should have been higher i think it should have been higher i think it i think it's not as high because i don't think it's I think there may have been like one person at GameSpot really fighting for that one. <laughs> like, come it's on, like, guys! I think it was like one person who actually played it that's like really fighting for it, and they go, "We'll give you ten. <laughs> that's the best you're getting." 
I will also say I was kind of shocked to not see Fusions on there either. Fusions is one that a lot of people hold pretty high on the 3DS. But I just want to state right. this list is going to change come October because we're going to get breakers. It's going to set new records. <laughs> oh, my God. Hey, for 30 bucks, good entry price. Good entry price. Let's get it. Let's play some breakers, baby. I'm here for it. Man, overall, I mean, these these Dragon Ball lists, it's like they're all... I mean, you're pretty much going to have at least the the top, like, five games here. Aside from Budokai th- uh, 3, it's basically going to be those games on the top, on the top in the top five of every list anyone ever makes. Yep. Which is unfortunate. It's not the right list. Garbage list. Garbage list. But anyway, I uh, wanted to react to that just because we like reacting to things. And especially especially wanted to react to it just because, like, Again, I just feel like it's a crap list, in my opinion. But. Is there? Are they ever going to release any kind of list that we like? Probably not. I don't know. I like a lot of lists, but I don't like them for the <laughs> reason they're intended for. Fair enough, fair enough. I like them a lot of times because it's like I look at it and I'm like, what the fuck have you done here? Because that's the third <laughs> list, and I think Alex is just setting us up for hot takes now. Oh, I don't know. Well, well that's what I do. Well... He he was he was mad about the what was it the the bracketed list you were you were real uh, mad about that man one. fuck that fuck that bracket that bracket's I, bullshit the bracket was kind of memey <laughs> that bracket was the bracket bullshit. was it, the, it, it had it set up for God of War to make it to the end that was bullshit the problem was it didn't matter what part of the bracket you went to God of War was going to the finals without competition it's stupid you're like just it. mad <laughs> you're just mad that there were some upsets there was that took out anything that you liked I'm also mad Sonic 06 wasn't on the list. That shouldn't ever be <laughs> There's a reason that's not even on the list of the best Sonic games. <laughs> no. I think they're the damn bottom all the time. Look, I think it's fair to admire what they tried to do. That's all I'm saying. No, it's fair that some hero is trying to remake it so it's playable. That is true. That that man is a hero. Out and they've never even played Sonic 06 either. But once he finishes it and releases it to the public, 06 may get its rise. Yep, shout out to Sonic PO6. It's got its own Wikipedia page. <laughs> all right, let's jump into the weekly wrap-up, boys. Uh, all right, so the first thing, which, uh, you know, a lot depressing for a lot of people. It is. Uh, Star Wars, that's the Old Republic. Uh, the remake is uh, delayed indefinitely. Big rip. A lot of people were pretty pumped when that got announced at... The state of play, I think. Yeah, the state of play. Um, yeah, because originally it was like an Xbox game. Uh, or yeah, it was, it was originally a PC game. <laughs> yeah, originally PC and then Xbox. Uh, and then it was now it's going to be a Sony exclusive. But yeah, delayed indefinitely. Apparently, uh, the, the game, uh, the game's des- design director and art director were recently fired, and they were fired after they showed a finalized demo. So it's basically like the same equivalent of like when I guess Bondi showed Nintendo Metro their Metroid Prime Four. Nintendo's like, nope, nuke it, you're fired. <laughs> That's same same thing. Apparently, it was so bad that they were just like, no, nope, we're not doing this. Starting over, getting delayed. And the funny thing is, it was actually supposed to come out this year. Think about that. This game was supposed to come out this year. We've not heard a single thing about it besides now getting. Delayed. Oh well, I still got original discs, so I can always install it. Yeah. Uh, we do have multiple pieces of Sony-related news. Uh, the first thing is Sony recently announced what's called Backbone One, an officially licensed gamepad for iPhone. And you know, you know, it would go great with that. Some Swift grips. You can go check out 
our link down below for Swift Grips and use our promo code GAMESTATE to get some grips for that wonderful Backbone One or any of your gaming controllers. Uh, but yeah, got uh, the Backbone One announced officially licensed gamepad for the iPhone. Shout out to that. Uh, also, f- finally, uh, 1040p support coming to PlayStation 5. So that's oh, cool. That's 1440. 1440, thank you. Uh, for- like 1040p. <laughs> yep, sorry. Uh, yeah, 1440p uh, support finally coming to PlayStation 5, which is dope and makes sense since they have like that special monitor coming out, whatever. Mm-hmm. So that's cool. Uh, also got some PS VR2 details. Uh, see through view confirmed. So you don't take off the headset to see if you're not going to hit something. Um, also has, which I thought this was kind of cool, has a mode where you can customize your play area as well so you can essentially sit like blue squares like in front of whatever that's that, actually a very nice yeah that would be like the edge of so you like if you set like these blue squares that would be like you know right at the edge of your table so that the game itself won't hit that point so that, that's pretty nice that's a very nice quality of life thing for vr sets yeah it is uh vr games will have the vr and cinematic mode so that's kind of interesting but still of course, no price or anything. That's just, hey, we'll see it later sort of Speaking thing. Speaking of VR stuff, have you heard, I don't remember if it was a rumor or actually confirmed that the Rift 2 is actually going to go being $100 more? Yeah, yeah, it is. Correct. Yeah, I did see that they were bumping up the price on it. So Yeah, that's wild. Yeah, that is because it's been very steady at its price for a long time and it's been a very good entry point for VR for people. So with that, I mean, you know, people have been wondering about, you know, this PSVR 2 price, you know, because at this point, obviously, they have not released the price for it or anything. I'm telling you guys, it's not going to shock me if this thing is $500 or $600. Like, yeah, that, won't I, I'm dead-ass determined that's what it's going to be. And I really think that Sony's just going to announce it in a blog post and just be like, here's the price, bye, and just dip out. Like, I think that's what's going to happen, you know, because it's going to have an immediate, like, knee-jerk reaction, naturally, because yeah. uh, that is a high price point. Um but you know, that's where we're going as you know, VR is, is steadily evolving, you know, where one day it's going to be an, uh, amazing. It's going to be years from now, but it, it's, it'll get there eventually. Uh, so the price is going to keep on going up. But I, I do think PSVR 2 is going to be like five, 600 bucks. Easy. I'd be shocked if it wasn't. Uh, next thing we got here is Lord of the Rings. Gollum was delayed a few months. Yay. Okay. <laughs> that, whatever. Who's actually decided for this game? Like, like if the, you're, the guy making it. If you're excited, comment <laughs> down below and let me know. I, and I, people who are fans of Gollum. I, I've heard no one talk about this game. I've seen no one chat about it, nothing. The only thing I ever hear about this game is when it's mentioned, people go, still go, why are they making that? Yeah, basically. I mean, I don't. we still don't really have a whole lot of details what the game is other than we're Gollum and we're sneaking around. Yeah. Yep. Sneaky Gollum. Basically, that's it. That's the game. Hobbitses. <laughs> uh, next thing we have here uh, is a a possible release date for Hogwarts Legacy. Because let's not forget that is coming out this year. Yep. Uh, so it was noticed online that its 1231 placeholder uh, was changed to 12.6. So that is the kind of the, the date that we're kind of thinking okay. at the moment. Uh, there in uh, December. I feel like that would be a good time to release it. I mean, what competition do you have in December besides Callisto Protocol? You know, protocol. Uh, you know, what else would you have? So that might be a good time, really. Because well, I mean, November and October, like, please just uh, yeah. avoid that one. It's like please. any time in December is really a good time right yeah. now. Because as long as, well, October's stacked and then November, November's mostly taken up already. Because it's like yeah. people got to set aside their time to beat God of War. God of War and Pokemon. It's like, yeah, God of War, you got Pokemon there. And it's like, so people, it's like people basically be playing those in November, maybe pushing it back to December a little bit. But, yeah, any time in December is a good point. You just don't want to go any earlier than that. Yeah, December is yep. pretty open at the moment. And I don't know, still after looking at Hogwarts Legacy, it still just looks like Grand Theft Wizard to me. Yeah. yeah. You know what? Be that, great. Yeah, that's, just, that's accurate, yeah. You're just a... F- 
fifth year wizard just going around off and off batty oh, <laughs> and just yeah. doing whatever. No, I'll be a wizard, and they're gonna they're gonna let me do whatever I want now. Yep. It's back in the times before rules. I can just murder people. <laughs> Accurate. Uh, we also had a potential release date for Tactus Ogre Reborn. That was one of those games on the, of course, NVIDIA leak. And yep. uh, recently it was listed with an 11-11 date on uh, PS Deals, which, all right, you know, you're, 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 you're really picking, I mean, a, that's, you're picking a date there. That's just straight a nostalgia game. It is. Dude, it is. The people who are going to pick it up are people like me who've played the Tactus yeah, Ogre games. Exactly. Yeah, it is. It is. Uh, and then the last piece here in the weekly wrap up is Mario Kart 8 Deluxe Wave 2 DLC tracks announced, and they are coming out 8 4. Uh, the one thing I do want to shout out is one of the tracks is a brand new track. So that was kind of interesting. I didn't know we were doing new tracks. I thought it was just pulling all tracks from the previous game still. There's somebody in the development was like, hey, I want to make a new map. Yep. It was like some ice cream level, I think is what it was. Some Something Sunday. I don't know. Okay. But yeah. Yeah. At least one new map. Other than that, you're pulling up some uh, maps from previous games. I know like Waluigi's Pinball, whatever was on there. Shout out to that. So Mario Kart 8 at this point is just in the same point as Smash, and like yep. there is no other Mario Karts after this? Basically. Yeah, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe is here forever. It's, it's not going to... We're not ever going to get a Mario Kart, uh, you know, 9 or 10. Because hmm. people are curious for the next Mario Kart, is it going to be called 9 or 10? Because apparently Tor is considered 10, or considered 9. And that's nah, the mobile you, game. You, what you would get is you would just get Mario Kart Ultimate. Not true. <laughs> where it's like where just the base of it is everything previous, and then they start making new maps. Yeah, because as far as I remember, we're not getting a new Smash ever, right? I would say we will. It's just it's gonna take some time, and I don't know if Sakurai is gonna be the one to do it. Yeah, uh, from what with regarding that, I'm pretty sure Sakurai had said this was this was basically his everything he had wanted to do with it. Yeah, so it's like if there is another one that will happen eventually probably won't be him doing it yeah and then warner brothers went sakurai step down <laughs> multiverses yep dude that game is so frustrating i mean i enjoyed it it's still God, very it's, fun after two weeks it's pissing me off i mean yeah they put superman and finn on freaking free rotation neither of them have been nerfed yet well okay here's i i haven't played a ton i've played like 60 matches well, for the limited amount of time I've played, that seems like more than when I say it like that. <laughs> but it's like, I play Superman, but I'm also, I I played like the first 30 matches before I realized you could change the input buffer yeah. frames because it starts at 30 and that just feels terrible. Okay. Uh, but yeah, so it's like, I mean, I keep in mind, I've still got like a 75% win rate, but I'm pissed off every time I play it <laughs> because I got to try so fucking hard. <laughs> It's a some brawler. What do you expect? Well, the problem is you go into the matchmaking and it's like, oh, you you just get a random opponent every time. You know, you know me tired I am of facing Finn as Superman. <laughs> He's on free rotation. Even before that, <laughs> before the free rotation of Finn, the only thing I faced was Finn. Like literally twenty matches in a row, it was either Finn or it was Harley Quinn. And oh, I'm sorry. You, that's just unfortunate for you because I get a pretty good uh, rotation of everyone. I, I I have not. I. The only characters I've played against is there's been a couple Shaggies. I had a couple Superman dittos. uh, And then it's been Harley Quinn, Finn, and Jake. Are you mostly getting matched up with PC people? No. Oh. Then I don't know what's happening. Primarily Xbox players, actually. (laughs) I don't know what's happening to you because I get a fairly decent rotation of everyone. I just know that um, since open beta started, people are bitches and don't want to do rematches. 
Yeah, yeah, I did notice that too. Nobody ever rematches anymore. Yeah, no. When I do get one, it's it's rare. Yeah, no. Close beta people. We're all down. Let's throw hands. Open beta people showed up, and people were like, eh, "Once fight's done, I don't I don't need a rematch." Yeah, because like I don't know what I don't know what is happening with my matchmaking, but I'm just it gets so tiring when you have to face Finn every match yeah i feel you because it's like that that's my experience it's either finn or it's harley quinn because very few of the Finns actually want to play they just want to slap you with his backpack well it's like yeah they they want to slap you with their backpack or they get all the they get like their speed upgrades and that and they just drag their sword on the ground yeah and one thing i've noticed is uh, him when he's dragged his sword down or shaggy with his sidekick that has priority over yep. any other fucking move in the game yep like the, all you can do is dodge it but it's like finn it's like you basically you just, if you're on the ground he's gonna run at or if you're in the air he's gonna try to land down and just swing up at his sword at you every single time as, yeah. as he's dragging it around and then he's gonna try to fucking up special you over and over again yeah so far all the characters have some sort of cheese move except for taz now because they nerfed him to hell uh taz is actually a little bit hard to cheese with people now which i'm okay with that I always had to feel like I had to flex on Taz's whenever they tried to cheese, and I just came and smacked them. Um, yeah, no, every character has a cheese move. Like with Velma, she has her whole speech bubbles thing. If I set it upright, I can just sit there and throw speech bubbles at them, watch them fly off the screen. Oh yeah, no, I I believe me, I have fun like, uh, like living carrying people into the sky, living super long as Superman because I it's like I I die at like. 260 yeah most of the time uh and just like taking some finally taking someone out after i've finished getting comboed across the entire screen and then it's like five like fly them off in the corner throw them off into space and then they come back in just laser them up they pop up in the air and i'm like mm. i'm gonna take you real quick and we're gonna take a trip right up here <laughs> yeah because superman could get a perk where if you hit somebody with an attack while in the air, it resets your special so you can do one more. His little side special is you just hold it, and if someone runs into his fist, he just grabs that poor fucker and carries him around and then punches him. Superman is a fantastic vertical killer. I forget, is he vertical or hybrid? He, he's hybrid, but his verticals okay. are super easy to yes, do. Yes, they are. Because his, his laser beam, that if they hit him, it sends him up, it sends him straight up. Yeah. And then it's like, if you're already in the air, you can just grab him pick a direction, toss them straight up, and that top blast zone, it's very generous. Yes, it is. They claim Velma as a horizontal, but I play her as a vertical. Yeah, it's like Superman, I primarily kill off the top. Just because it's... It's like I've found that most people, if they're not actively trying to... Dodge you. To, to dodge you or something, at a, just about any character, at about 120 laser beam will just kill them. Yeah. It's fun. When are you going to join us? I did look at that the other day. I'll join eventually. It's open beta. People are bitches, so you're not going to get a long match. So yeah. I will say, I do, it's like, I I want to keep playing it because I want to get enough uh, gold to unlock additional characters. Because one of the characters I was looking at want to play is Arya. Arya's entertaining. I haven't played her, but it's very entertaining to see a good or Arya. I just I've, want to play LeBron James. I've seen some... LeBron's fun. <laughs> I've, I've seen a lot of video on LeBron. <laughs> LeBron's stupid. I've seen a lot of video on LeBron. I've, I've only faced one Arya, and they, it was in closed beta when they were actually rematching. Yeah. And uh, they were taking me to town for a little bit. That's the match I discovered how easy it is to kill off top of Superman. <laughs> oh, okay. Because it's like I was just kind of living up there to avoid him, and they were like, I'll come get you. And I'm like... 
See ya. <laughs> See, that's how I feel when fighting Shaggy. Because Shaggy's strategy right now is run off to the side of the screen, charge up, throw a sandwich or sidekick. Uh, yeah, I, I will say I've noticed that um, uh, there are a lot of, at least my, my matches, like I said, my matches are primarily, I've been getting a little bit of bugs in there, or I've been facing a few bugs, and uh, so it's been nice to get a little variation uh, from Finn. Yeah. But every Finn player is the exact same. It I've I've played like 30, 30 different Finn players now. They're all the same. None of them have any difference in their play style. <laughs> Just because the bag is so strong, it gets you tons of coins, and then you can just get your upgrades. So, I mean, until that gets nerfed, yeah, that's going to be the main way of playing Finn just to slap people with his bag. Yeah. Because that's, that's the thing. Is like, cause the, usually the first stock isn't too hard. Yeah. The second one is a nightmare. <laughs> but, I don't know. Pick Superman on a whim when I, when I had the coins for him. Not a bad choice. He's a lot of fun. So far, the only ones I've full unlocked is Taz, Velma, and LeBron. Yeah, because all I did, I played Shaggy until I had enough coins. LeBron's a great counter defense because they start, and I just throw a basketball in their yep. face, comes back, all right. Just, yeah. I, I, I played Shaggy just because he was the default character that I yeah. had selected until I had enough coins, and then I bought Superman, and then I've just been, I've been fucking throwing people off the top ever And then since. if everyone ever needs to flex on a shield, everyone has Wonder Woman. Unless you didn't do the tutorial, and if you didn't do that, why? You get Wonder Woman. Uh, I did, like, the basic tutorial, but I never played Wonder Woman after. I played Wonder Woman one match after that and realized I didn't. I retain nothing. I mean, just get her. Kind of just do the tutorial for the unlock, regardless of whether you play her. Yeah, no. Yeah. All, all of my time in that game has been, uh, has been Superman so far. Not a bad character choice, but... Not the best into Finn. All right. Uh, I guess we can wrap things up now. Uh, besides multiverses, any last thoughts on anything we chat about here today? Or am I good to hit the music? No, I think I'm good. Yeah, I think I'm good. Okay. Music's hit. Last thoughts, boys. Like, comment, subscribe, rate, whatever your platform allows. It does help. If you're watching this on YouTube, you can hit the subscribe button to help us build that community. You can also hit the bell and let you know when any video comes up, especially with those one-shots coming up. Thank you very much. Bye. Alright, do everything you said and more. And if you made it to the end of the video, thank you very much for uh, sticking with us throughout it. And hopefully you'll be back next week for uh, some follow-up Digimon Survive talk. Very true. We'll see how it goes in a week's time once we, both of us, get off the rails of this damn thing and actually get to play the game uh, to its fullest extent without being told to do every little thing. But we'll see how it goes. Uh, and of course, make sure to sign up to our website, sparky3.com. We definitely appreciate that. As well as check out the merch store, sparky3shop.com. We do have a promo code ARTISCOOL for 25% off everything in the store right now. Uh, join the Discord. Check out the sponsors down below, like Red Dragon, uh, Swift Grips, and Rogue Energy, of course. Uh, I think that's it. Join the Discord. I already said that one. Uh, yeah, de definitely join the Discord, because again, this week, it's going down. Terrible Football Show is officially back on its weekly run with live shows every single Tuesday around 5-ish. Uh, PM Central Standard Time right here at youtube.com forward slash Swaggy3. With that said, guys, until next time, bye. <laughs>